to the Thrive in China podcast with me, Christina Kohler-Kaluccia from Woodburn Accountants and Advisors. Our daily episodes on solving your China business pain points are there to help China leaders, managers, and entrepreneurs with the daily struggles they may be facing while setting up and operating in China. We look at corporate administrative battles, such as tax planning, incorporation, accounting, HR issues, as well as cultural and language nuances that may occur. Please share the link to our episode. Our mission is to help as many people who are struggling to do business in the China market. If you would like to schedule a call, please click on the link in the comments section of the episode. And if you would like to learn more about Woodburn Accountants and Advisors, then head on over to our website at woodburnglobal.com. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. At Woodburn Accountants and Advisors, we are here to help you solve your business pain points in China. In today's episode, we are looking at how to conduct business post zero COVID policy. China started 2023 fully opening its borders with no travel restrictions or quarantine measures for arrivals and lifting most COVID-19 restrictions after months of extremely strict lockdowns, mass testing and infected people isolated at home or under quarantine at government facilities. For more than two years, China had one of the toughest anti-COVID regimes in the world, known as the zero COVID policy. However, after recent protests, lockdowns were scrapped and quarantine rules have been abolished. Um, a negative COVID test is no longer required to enter public transport, restaurants, gyms, and other public buildings, with the exception of um, old people's homes and orphanages. The business community has long been awaiting the reopening of the Chinese economy, but a surge in COVID cases may continue to disrupt in the short term the supply chain and business operations. Companies need to be prepared to face larger numbers of COVID cases in their workforce and help to mitigate risks. Chinese authorities have been criticized by the international community for suddenly lifting restrictions out of the blue, while many countries have imposed COVID testing on visitors from China to their own jurisdictions. Though businesses have welcomed the policy change, living with COVID poses its own risks and difficulties, which may continue to hamper recovery in the near future. One of the most significant steps towards the total lifting of restrictions was the announcement in December that allowed people with no or mild COVID symptoms to recover at home or voluntarily go to a centralized quarantine facility. Um, a person with mild or no symptoms can leave their home after a week if they get two consecutive negative tests on day six and seven of home quarantine. Um, although I have to say that many individuals are actually not following this regime because there is nobody to check on this. Um, people aren't waiting for the negative tests. They are actually just leaving their homes. Uh, close contacts will also be able to self-isolate at home instead of going to a centralized quarantine, and you actually don't have to report if you have been a self if, if you have been a, a close contact. Previously, everyone who tested positive, whether they had symptoms or not, were required to go to a centralized quarantine facility, often a makeshift hospital, and only be permitted to return home after neg um, negative testing. 
The risk assessment system for areas that have recorded positive COVID cases has been greatly loosened. Previously, an area that recorded cases in the last seven days would be designated as high risk and be subject to lockdowns, while areas that recorded cases um, in the last 14 days were designated as medium risk and were subject to some restrictions, such as limited freedom to leave and, and enter the area. Since November, high-risk areas have been confined to the specific building or floor in which people who test pos positive live. Previously, entire communities and housing compounds were isolated if just one case was reported. Additionally, cities and districts no longer will conduct mass compulsory testing. Those who may need to take a COVID test will be permitted to take a, a rat test and will not be required to take a um, PCR test. People are no longer required to show the negative PCR test or even their health code when entering public premises and establishments, except for high risk and vulnerable premises like nursing homes, welfare homes, healthcare institutions, um, primary, secondary schools, uh, childcare institutions, et cetera. In December, the travel code used to track whether people had traveled to areas with COVID cases in the last 14 days officially went offline. In November, China abolished the circuit breaker mechanism for international flights arriving in China. Under this mechanism, airline flight routes from overseas departure cities to destination China would be suspended if passengers that had traveled on the airline routes had tested positive after arriving. The cancellation of the circuit breaker me mechanism is a major step toward increasing the number of flights to China and will reduce international flight cancellations and delays. Meanwhile, the Chinese government has taken steps to encourage its population to get vaccinated and to take booster shots, in particular people 80 and older. The ICU capacity at hospitals has been increased to ensure that there are enough ICU beds, doctors and nurses. It has also set up a designated fever clinic to handle the surge of cases. Although the lifting of restrictions may allow people to enjoy pastime, enjoy pastimes that were previously off limit, like restaurants, entertainment, movie theaters, travel, we may see a significant uptick in consumer spending until the case number settles. As people get sick from COVID over the coming months, companies may experience labor shortages. The government has predicted that there will be four peaks. One peak has just occurred in early January, um, right at the Western New Year. It is expected that a second peak will start from now as people start coming back into the cities and back at work after the Chinese New Year holidays. There should be a third peak that comes in April and probably a fourth peak that will come in June. This is likely to be more prevalent, obviously, that the peaks and the labor shortage um, will mostly be around people that have high risk of exposure, those that are in retail, catering, hospital staff, delivery drivers, and others. I know that in our industry, as we do a lot of our work on site at our clients' offices, or we have to go visit government bureaus, tax bureaus, banks, et cetera, it's not that we're sitting at our desk 24-7. We're actually moving around the city. Um, we also expect our staff to get sick, just naturally. The risk of COVID severely impacting workforces may be higher in China than other Western countries. This is because many laborers in industries such as manufacturing, construction are often housed in dorms and share a room with multiple colleagues. Obviously, this causing a greater increase in the risk of infections. A labor shortage could lead to further supply chain disruption as both upstream and downstream suppliers struggle with COVID outbreaks. 
Labor shortages among dock and logistics workers in the U.S. led to severe shipping delays. A similar situation could be seen among workers in China, which is home to some of the world's largest ports. Businesses and companies, you need to prepare for a surge in cases and adjust your HR policies and working arrangements for employees to ensure that sick leave and other relevant practices are updated to accommodate the increase in sick personnel. You might even want to have working schedules in place so you're limiting the people who are getting sick and have a backup plan um, in case you are you have a shortage. It is important to provide regular updates and information on the latest COVID policies, guidance, and resources, ensuring really that employees understand how the virus spreads, signs of infection, possible risks can help maintain a healthy work environment. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, do not forget to hit the subscribe button, leave a rating and review as this helps other individuals find us. If you would like to discuss your China business pain points, check out our show notes, which has a link to our diary to book a call directly with me. See you soon. 